Hello, this is Ken, your podcast preacher, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our life. The title of this message is Tossing Crowns or Cornhole. You decide. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode four of six. So you can read 2 Peter chapter 2 for a more comprehensive look at being saved or bought by the blood and then slipping on it out of the way of God's presence. Hebrews 6, 4, 6. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, if they fall away, to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame. You see, I don't think it's a lock just because you were once in. Didn't Paul say to the Corinthian church, and it is for this reason that I write such letters? We've got to be an active participant in the things of God in order to be a part of his will and purpose. I say this because many are living as if his will and purpose is to bless them with more vacations than a number of swallows found at the San Juan Capistrano in the springtime. It seems like their life is a perpetual vacation, just like our soldiers in the armed forces, right? And as I have taught in other messages, are we not in a lifelong battle? What the heck are we doing in Hawaii five times a year? But to fight the good fight of faith? 2 Timothy 4.7 I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now I got to tell you, when you're racing, you don't stop halfway and say, you know what, it's time for a little vacay. You finish the race. You're in the race the whole time. In fact, before the race, you're preparing for the race. To me, that just sounds like making disciples. It's equipping the saints for the work of ministry. It's a very powerful scripture. And it also says that he kept the faith. You know, is it possible that you can keep it and then lose it? Yep, we've already gone over that. Okay, so you want further explanation of the so-called battle or war language that I'm talking about? Sure you do. I know you're just dying to know. But you don't want me to depart from the original message, right? Cake or eat, but not both, at least in this situation, right? The next bit is reference from a message titled Church Purpose. Let's see how many vacation destinations it mentions. Whoop, I hear it now. I know you who think that I'm way over the top for touching your rest breaks and much needed break from all that you do. I'm not saying that you should not take care of yourself as ministers and lay Christians. But seriously, where does the example come from? Even Jesus, who was tired from his journey, found rest in doing the ministry that he was called to do. But well, I don't need to try to convince you that we may be focused on stuff that may only slow our work down or even pull us out of it completely. You should examine yourself to see if you are in the faith. 1 Corinthians 13.5 I see rest as it is coming soon. Revelations 14.13 Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Write. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works will follow them. You see, we get rest. Maybe if more of us did the work that we were born, called, and assigned to do, then we can take a rest and take vacation. But would we, and will the work ever be done? The battle is not won until the leadership says it's done. And so it is with this battle, in that it is not won until Jesus says it's done. Hey, I'm not there, but I'm trying with you. As we seek to mature and increase our appetite for the things of God, 
one of the revelations that the body needs is that you were enlisted, born again into a battle when you became a Christian. The evangelist is a supernatural recruiter drawing people into the family of God. Philippians 2.25 Yet I considered it necessary to send you to Ephroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need. 2 Timothy 2.3.4 You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Again, another powerful scripture. Must endure hardship as a good soldier. So you're going to endure hardship. That means you're going to go through it, not ask God to remove it. And then no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. That means if you're not in warfare, you're entangled with the affairs of this life. And if you're in warfare, and I'm not talking about 24-7, but you will know the difference. You'll know you're on the right path. Things will happen. So I'll read it again. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. We would not want our soldiers on the battlefield doing that kind of stuff when they're supposed to be focused on fighting the war. Okay? So the whole scripture says, No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Philemon 1-2 To the beloved, Aphilia, Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in your house. 1 Peter 2-11 Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from the fleshly lust which war against the soul. Romans 7-23 But I see another law of my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. So you see, we're soldiers and we're in a war. And the, right here, these scriptures that I'm reading are telling you where the warfare is. It's not just out there in front of us. It's in your mind. It's in your soul. Revelation 11:7. When they finish their testimony, the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit will make war against them, overcome them, and kill them. Revelations 19:19. And I saw the beasts, the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war against him, that is Jesus, who sat on the horse and against his army. James 4.1 Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure, that war in your members? So there's a war going on in your body, in your members. Proverbs 20.18 Plans are established by counsel, by wise counsel, wage war. Proverbs 24, 5, 6. A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. For by wise counsel, you will wage your own war. And in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. Does this sound like a religion? Let's soldier on. 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Crikey, the bloody battle is in your head. It's how you think, what you think, who you think about, why you think, and where and when you think. Win the brain battle, you win the neuronic city. 
Ephesians 6, 10, 17. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Verse 14, Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. This is why I teach you on reading your word. You need ammo for this war. You have weapons you need to know how to use. This is why making disciples that remain is so important. This is why it is mandatory for the fivefold ministry to equip the saints for the work of ministry. We have joined a war, not a barbecue. And I didn't say you couldn't have a barbecue. Some of you would say that I never wanted to be enlisted into a military force. You are a lover, not a fighter, right? First off, love is manifested in serving. And if you want to go higher than that, we can say that love is manifested in the death of a righteous one. Unless a seed falls to the ground, it cannot bear fruit. We know this by our own experience, which is that we cannot plant green seeds. They must die. We must die to our own way of thinking, shift from democracy to kingdom thinking. We are not all going to be raptured into a better democracy, but a magnificent and glorious kingdom. So enough about war since we are all in one, one way or another. Now imagine my surprise when Peter told me I was barely scarcely saved. 1 Peter 4.18 If the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? Okay, so you know me by now. I must defer to DCOM to find out more about what scarcely really means. Scarcely. Barely, hardly, not quite. The light is so dim we can scarcely see. Definitely not. This is scarcely the time to raise such questions. Probably not. You could scarcely have chosen better. What? And you want to tell me that salvation is a lie? Well, that's it for today. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of life to shine through in the people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.